Daily Chatables, episode 13. Welcome and I have got, it feels like a cast of thousands, but it's springtime so we thought that we would get everybody to give us a little bit of their spring advice uh, in this Canny Chatables. So let me introduce, please, for your pleasure today, Samantha Butcher. Sam is joining us from Canny Advisory. We have got Catherine Taylor. Catherine's joining us from Canny Legal. And we've also got Adam Ramage and Adam's joining us from Canny Accounting. Now, gang, welcome. Thanks, Thanks Roxy. Thanks, Roxy. <laughs> so lovely to have you all. Now, it's I guess one of the reasons why we've got you all here, which is a real treat to have all three arms of Canny um, joining us today, is that we're going to talk about doing a bit of spring cleaning for our personal and our business affairs. But I've got to say, it's kind of interesting having the three of you um, in the podcast this time, because in a way, this is kind of how you guys do business for your clients, isn't it? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, go. Sorry, Adam. Yeah, that's, uh, that's right. Yeah, so, um, Rox, we're all about client success. So we see clients every day with different issues and we bring in the experts, uh, subject matter experts, uh, as required. So great to have the, the skills of people like Catherine and Sam to be able to share um, client stories with and then help them out. Yeah, look, it is fantastic. And I think one of the things that's come through, particularly when we've spoken to clients of Canny, is that what they love is that they might come, say, for example, Adam, to see you for an accounting issue, but they know that then they could see Catherine for something to do with legal and for Sam to deal with their their planning, their financial planning. So it actually means that you guys have got, got everyone covered. You'd feel that, Sam? Yeah, definitely. Um, it on both levels. So, client, as you just mentioned, clients appreciate it. It makes it easy for them. Mm. It, they call it a one-stop shop. They don't have to think about, you know, um, you know, f- the work that I do for um with them. You know, sometimes I'll often re- refer. I might require their tax return, for example. Oh, I, instead of them having to go chase it from their accountant and get it to me, they just go, "Oh, can you ask?" Adam or can you are whoever yeah. it is it's just it's easy for clients um and it's also for us on the other end doing the planning um it's actually really efficient because we're actually all we all work together trying to get the best solution for that client group so it's the win-win for both sides really yeah and Catherine I suppose a lot of people when they're coming to get their uh, their finances sorted whether it's with Adam or Samantha there's often legal ramifications to that so having a connection with um, the legal department is actually really handy as well. Yeah most definitely it makes things so much easier Um, and a lot of the time you know clients will just give you isolated information thinking that's all that you'll need and when we actually speak with the other arms of Canny, you actually get the whole picture and then from there we're able to give clients the most effective advice and um, be able to give them that um, plan for the future that will actually work for them. 
Um, for everyone listening, uh, ever as soon as Catherine said that, everyone's nodding their heads. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. Well, okay, it's springtime. Oh, it's so exciting. Mind you, it does mean that we do get four seasons, if not in one day, certainly in one week. But springtime means that it's good time to do a bit of spring cleaning. So we're actually going to go through each of the departments and talk about what little tips each of you can suggest for a bit of spring cleaning, both from a business perspective and a personal perspective. So um, I think we should get started. Adam, let's head over to accounting now. In the accounting department, what bit of, um, well, what's a good tip or a bit of advice you could give for a bit of accounting spring cleaning? Well, I guess uh, we're three quarters of the way through calendar year 2020, but we're already one quarter into the 2021 financial year. So great time if you haven't got your records organised to do that spring cleaning. Um, we like to work with uh, a phrase, uh, now, where, how? So by doing a spring cleaning, you can get really clear on where you are now, uh, then look at where you actually want to get and uh, the steps to actually get there. So the, the now, the where, and the how. Uh, and by Yeah, yeah. And by doing that spring cleaning to get really clear on where you are now, it makes it so much easier to make better decisions going forward. That's, I'm writing that down, by the way. Now, <laughs> where, how. Okay, that's a ripper. That's an absolute ripper. So um, one more one more tip yes. with that, Roxy, is with the how is to be really specific on action points. So don't just don't just come out with a dream. Actually, it's okay to dream, but really have concrete action points on how you want to achieve that dream. Yeah, great advice. It sort of gives you that bit of a, a roadmap, doesn't it? it gives yeah. you a, a, things to do that you can do to to achieve your dream. Um, okay, Sam, if we're thinking about advisory, we're spring cleaning our advisory. So obviously from a business perspective, but also personally, what's something that we should be, what are some things we should be thinking about? Yeah, I've got a few. So the first thing, um, it's it's superannuation statement time. So we're all receiving our statements either via email or in, or in the post. Um, I want you to check your insurance levels inside your super um, because it's imperative in the last couple of years you may or may not know that um, depending on the status of your super fund at the time and the balance and if it was being, if you were making contributions or not, uh, some people actually, and not some, many people lost the insurance that they had inside their super fund. So there's a lot of people going around um, in their mind thinking, it's okay, my family's covered if I can't work or if I pass away, you know, it's all right, I've got insurance inside my super. I want you to go and actually look at it do you actually still have the cover that you think you did? And if you do, do you still need that amount or do you still, do you need more? Do you need to top it up? So first things there, just review your insurance levels, really important. Um, I know I bang on about this. If anyone listens to me, I always bang on about <laughs> a budget, um, but it's really imperative. Um, it just makes, if, if you have control and knowledge, because knowledge is power. If you have control over where your money, how it's coming in and where it's going, it just gives you this empowerment to do new things. And if that's, you know, planning for saving for a holiday or planning for your retirement, whatever that other goal is. Um, and, you know, when I first started this industry many years ago, we have to, we used to have to do it on paper and it's tedious. I'm not going to lie. It's boring. 
Um, but there's now so many free budgeting apps out there. They make it really easy and I'll put my hand up and do it myself. Um, you link your bank accounts to it and it actually just does it for you. It does it automatically. It, you ca it can't be any easier. So get a budget if you haven't already. Um, declutter. Oh, I oh. love this one. <laughs> so I'm, I'm talking about, you know, we only have to hold on to documents for seven of uh, seven years for for tax purposes for audit purposes. Go through your files. If there's old stuff in there, shred it, get rid of it, and go one step further. The ones that you do need to keep, perhaps look at um, saving them electronically. Get rid of stuff, stuff you don't need. Yeah, look, that's a good idea, and you can actually get apps now where you just hold your phone yes. over a document, and it takes a like. PDF of it exactly. Yeah, it scans it for you and it just saves it. It can't be easy. We we can't. We, there's no excuses anymore. Um, oh, it's too hard. Or I haven't got time. And it's even extending bad. one one little bit on that, uh, there's apps that'll actually take a receipt or an invoice and process it through to your accounting system automatically yes. as well. So, wow. um, great tip, Sam. Yes. So that that bag, and I'm looking at it at the moment where I just throw them all in. <laughs> Uh, yes. Yes, Roxy, that bag. No judgment, Adam. No, no judgment. Uh, what an opportunity. A great opportunity yeah. to do a spring clean Now's of the, the bag. Time. Clean. Yep. Oh, I look, honestly, I always learn so much from you guys. Catherine, okay, legally, what should be we be spring cleaning at the moment? Well, going off um, Sam's uh, mention about super, a lot of people tend to um, have their super in place and then not either follow through with a nomination um, or they actually just set and forget. So they'll set up their nomination um, and it'll actually lapse um, within normally three years. So a lot of people will tend to just create the documents, whether it is for your super or even your will and power of attorney documents as well, looking at estate planning. A lot of people will just set them up and then forget about them. Um, and in the meantime, your circumstances have changed. You might have um, separated from your partner or your children might have um, become adults and the protections that you've got uh, under your will and power of attorney might not be um, the best for your current circumstances. So now's a really good time. A lot of people might have some more time on their hands to, to pull all of those things out, have a look, have a think about their circumstances and see whether those documents are still serviceable for their current um, circumstances. Look, and that's a really, it's a very good reminder for me, Catherine, because um, I've just recently bought property. Yes. So that's a perfect time to definitely. update the will because you yeah most definitely you know, yeah oh well I'll get that done I'll get that done but you've reminded me that I do need to do a bit of spring cleaning don't I that's it <laughs> and a lot of people actually don't even think they have anything but you know especially people that might be a little bit younger you've still got your car your super they're still really big assets so um it's definitely worthwhile getting in early um and planning for that future yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, let's sort of um, sort of tease it out a little bit more. Adam, you were talking about, um, you know, just getting things in order, looking at where we are in this financial year and making sure, I suppose what it is, it's about making decisions now that are actually going to make it easier for us down the track. So tell us a bit more about some of the things we could be thinking about. I mean, you mentioned that receipt app. That's a great idea. 
Yeah, yeah. So um, again, with online software, uh, accounting software today, there's lots of tools that people can use. Um, but I, I guess uh, if we're talking about we're a quarter into the year and, you know, if we haven't done a budget, like Sam mentioned, uh, really good time to budget for the rest of the of financial year uh, so that you can look at and extending that budget so it's not just a simple budget, but it's a cash flow uh, projection. Uh, because with a business, uh, if you're invoicing and got trading terms, there'll be differences between your ins and your outs and your actual, uh, you know, your income and your expenses and your cash flow. So uh, taking a budget, extending it to a cash flow uh, forecast is great, um, but using that information to actually make uh informed decisions going forward. Uh, we don't know what the next nine months is going to be. The last three months hasn't been much fun, but uh, there's some good signs coming out of some of the other states about activity levels once we get out of lockdown. So really keen to see that uh, extend into Victoria. Um, but again, don't, don't stop at a budget and a cash flow projection actually set an action plan. So the best operator, best business operators that we look at, they, they're really clear on where they are now, but they're also really clear on where they want to get to and they know the numbers they need to hit. So knowing, knowing your numbers where they are um, eliminate surprises within your business. So you, don't, you shouldn't be in a position where you get a surprise bill uh, because you weren't aware that it was coming. Um, that's one of the things that a spring clean can do because there could be some documents sitting on your desk that might have a little surprise in there. Hopefully it's a win, not a, not a loss, but um, make sure that you're aware of any surprises uh, before they come. It's interesting when, you know, just even with Sam, I think this applies to a personal budget as well, but um, I know with business, you if you don't have the budget, you, there are things you just don't, don't even realize that you've got whereas if you actually sit down and go through everything that you pay out particularly and you know it's it's things I'm thinking about personal stuff but like I pay four dollars a month four dollars forty a month it's only small to Apple for cloud storage for my photos like I I don't think about that but it's something that happens every month and I'm paying for it, so it needs to be accounted for. But it's silly things like, or Netflix, or like a business it might be parking, or it could be who knows what. Simple. Uh, yeah, things. software subscriptions are a classic that they people sign up to them and then don't review them as they go forward. They might be mightn't have used the software for 18 months. I've, I've had clients on occasions go through and say, "Oh, you know what? We haven't touched this for all that time, and we've been paying a monthly fee." Yeah, absolutely. So it's probably a good time to really review whether you have um, software or apps or or subscriptions of some kind. Because once they just start coming out every month, you lose. You just it just happens. You know whether you need all of those things. Yeah, and that's like for personal financial planning as well, Sam. I'm sure. Well, I was just going to add another example there would be a perfect one for a gym membership. As we come out of lockdown, those gym memberships will automatically be switched back on. Um, and unless you get back into the habit of going back to the gym again, once again, just another monthly fee that we're paying, not using. But, yeah, there's, I agree there's plenty. Like my, our, myself here at home, um, I realised last month that I knew we had Netflix and Spotify one daughter had signed us up for Disney, another one for Stan. So how, how many, how many you know, paid subscriptions do you need? So, you know, it's a 
you've got to take notice. You're right. You've actually got to, because they just come out. They just, if you don't look at them, they're just coming out of your bank account. Um, it just, in this spring clean, just take the five minutes to actually have a look at your bank account or your bank statement or your budget app. Um, just have a look. What is actually coming out? What yeah. can I control? Yeah, yeah, look, and uh, while I I found going through my bank statements, which is not something I often do, to be honest, um, I found a subscription to Choice Magazine that was costing me $30 a month. $30. How long have I had this? Like, you know, it it was really frustrating. And so it's, it's things like, and the other thing can I just say, it's not always easy to cancel subscriptions. No, I know, um, and I've we've been caught out again on um, personal experience here. Um, when your children, when they're little, like mine are getting a bit older now, so they're a bit more aware, but when they're little and they're playing around on their devices and they think, oh, I'm just going to sign up for this free trial for two weeks so I can play this game. So they think they've done everything fine. Oh, it's only a two-week trial, Mum, it's free. Well, unless you turn that trial off, mm. it starts automatically paying. Uh, you know, charging you every month. Yes. Um, I've found that I've had kids, like friends, not mine, um, friends' kids rack up like seven, $800 bills. Oh, yeah. Just playing games and stuff innocently, um, yep. just not understanding. Well, yeah. the same thing happened to me with Amazon Prime. But anyway, <laughs> oh. there you go. So these things do happen. Now, yep. Catherine... <laughs> Um, are there subscriptions in the legal world that we should be thinking about or is this not something that we worry about? Not something that we worry about <laughs> a whole lot. From a personal perspective, I always try to make sure I set that reminder for when that subscription is coming to an end or when that time frame of when I actually need to make a decision whether I'm going to continue or not, that's when I need to do it. Um, I think the only part in the legal world is if you're actually stuck in that subscription and you can't get out of it. Um, that's where you need to really make sure you're reading those terms and conditions before you sign up to that because you don't want to be stuck in something that you've decided not to use. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So you were with um, what you were talking about, Catherine, and you know, I mentioned about the you know buying a property, so therefore I need to re- get my will redone. Is there a is even even so? Because like little things can change. Is it a good idea to revisit your will on a regular basis anyway? It always is a really good idea. So we say you should review your will every five years routinely and then in that five years if something changes in your circumstances so whether you might buy some new assets or dispose of assets or um, you might have another child or anything like that it's definitely worth pulling it out having a quick look um, and seeing whether it's still will suit your needs. A lot of people will make them very broad, so they'll actually last a lot longer than those five years. Um, But if you've got anything specific in there, so sometimes people might gift um, property or shares to a particular person, but then they actually sell that property during their lifetime. So there's that gift that actually fails and, and doesn't form part of the estate. So it's quite important to have a look at your will and make sure that, um, you know, there's nothing covered in there that's actually not around anymore. Uh, another thing, and um, maybe Sam, this is something that you might be able to help us with, with superannuation, um, you, who who you say in your will and who you have on your super can be two different things. So That's you need to be careful about that. Very careful. This is a really big, um, an easy way for people to get into trouble here because 
superannuation law is very different uh, and it actually you know superannuation as a, as a trust as a as a as an actual thing sits outside your will and there's only a certain number of people that are allowed to actually be nominated uh, as a beneficiary inside super um compared to in your will you can nominate whoever you want so um Inside your super fund, for example, an example here might be I'm an adult, I'm 25, I've moved moved out of home, I'm into financially independent, I haven't yet married or have any children, so I nominate my parents and I think I'm doing the right thing because, you know, there's no one else that I really want to leave my money to. I'm, as I said, I'm not married or haven't, don't have any children. Parents um, uh, are not a valid nomination inside we're not allowed we're not allowed to nominate our parents um and yet inside your will you can so this is where it's really important that your will and your superannuation talk to each other in a sense um which is one of the things that we do here at canny very well um the legal team and the advisory team are constantly talking to each other to make sure that what the client says in their like who they nominate in their superannuation to their superannuation fund reflects their true wishes. So in, in that example, the one that I just gave, if if that person nominated their estate, so in other words, if she was to pass away at age 26, um, her, her end goal is for her parents to be the beneficiary. Um, if she nominates her estate and then in her will, she has a current will and in, my, in the will it says, well, I would like my mum and dad to receive, you know, half of half each. That's that's the way around it, but people don't know that. People, oh um, no! Why can't you nominate your parents? Oh, Roxy, who knows? I <laughs> I, I swear, I, I wish I had an answer. Um, there's so many little, there's so many anomalies, and the problem is, it doesn't actually specify on the forms. But, um, sorry, that's my doorbell ringing. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> it doesn't specify on the form who you can and cannot nominate. So. It's a real flaw in, in the system and one that we as advisors are constantly um, trying to get amended. And just on that as well, um, your super fund won't actually push you to do that nomination. They leave it as an option. They're not going to force you to jump into it or, or explain to you why it's important that it's in place. They're more than happy for it not to be done. So um, it's something that when you're looking at setting up a new super fund, um, when you're looking at insurances um, as well as um, who's going to benefit from your estate to have a look at that nomination. That's right. And Catherine, just further to that, I'll just jump in. Sorry, Roxy. Yeah, no, um, they won't or if you do take the time to nominate a beneficiary and it is actually technically an invalid one, the super fund doesn't, they don't come back to, and say, well, actually, did you know that this, you can't do this? Can you come, can you come back and fix it? They don't tell you that. They just accept it. And it's not until, unfortunately, if, if, if it doesn't get reviewed and, and that person passes away, it's not until that time when the super fund goes, well, actually, the people that you nominated or the person that you nominated is actually invalid. We can't, we can't give it to them. So what happens to the money then? <sighs> Catherine, you might want to go take over here. <laughs> yeah, so this is where the trustee of the super fund, so the super fund company then decides who gets it. So people can put a claim in to say, well, you know, I should get that money. They are restricted in looking at that next of kin, so looking at spouses, children, dependents. Um, but it, if you wanted to, so say that 25-year-old um, girl 
who wanted her parents to get it, they wouldn't benefit from it. It would be um, if she had a child, it would go to her children um, or a de facto spouse um, or it would just become part of her estate. She might be lucky enough that it would go there. So at the end of the day, the super fund can just decide um, who gets it. And the issue with there is that if someone has actually um, separated from their partner, uh, but they're the guardian of children and you don't want them to get any part of your estate because you've had a family order and, and they've gotten a benefit, there was a financial settlement, the um, super fund company can actually still give that money to your ex-partner because they're the guardian of the children. Wow, it's such a minefield. Yep. You know, and it's really interesting. So, you know, we've been chatting for a long time, um, you know, and we're up to um, episode 13 of Caddy Chatables. And every time I learn something new and I did not know that your parents couldn't be recipients of your super, that's extraordinary. And I better talk to my daughter and son quickly. Yes. <laughs> and so easily fixed. This is the thing. It can be so be, it's really easily fixed. Um, but yeah. unless, you know, unless you address it, it can, it has potentially devastating con- consequences. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, that's amazing. So Adam, I see you sitting there sort of listening on to this. It's a bit of a minefield, all of this, isn't it? How does that relate from an accounting perspective? I, I look, I think the, the relationship is one that you're looking at your structures uh, and, uh, you know, business structures, whether it be companies, trusts, um, and making sure that they actually uh, facilitate what you want to have as outcomes. So when when we're working with a client on their business structures, we'll be talking to legal and, and advisory about, you know, how things might flow through and what those outcomes are going to be. So we won't just look at tax optimization. Everyone wants that, but that'll be one of the outcomes. But we'll also look at how the actual legal structure and legal outcomes are going to work. So um, that's that's fantastic to have that legal team on site to be able to share that info with. Yeah, it's just fantastic. Look, honestly, it is fantastic and it's fantastic that all of you talk to each other as in your systems allow that to happen. Before we wrap up, um, so spring cleaning, it's little issues like that that you're going to uncover when you do your spring cleaning. So as a, as a way of sort of wrapping up, what's one little thing if you could get everybody who's listening to just do this one thing for their spring cleaning, what would it be, Adam? Use automation to simplify the process. Awesome. Sam? Oh, if it was one thing, I, can't, I don't want to steal Catherine's thunder So, because my, mine's always going to be get your will and estate and power of attorney in place. So I, um, from Who a financial planning, I won't say that in case Catherine does. I'll, I'll choose another one. Um, if there's one thing, um, review your insurances. Honestly, it's, okay. it's imperative. Yep, yep, good idea. Catherine? I think Sam um, slid another little hint in there about having a look at your thing. So I'll go a different direction. Um, making sure those protections are in place. So if you haven't got that power of attorney or will, put it in place. Um, or if your circumstances have changed, make sure those protections are still valid. And do a budget. Absolutely. Definitely yes. do a budget. <laughs> and sprinkle in your house. 
No, yeah. I, don't, I didn't hear that. Then come and do mine. <laughs> Spring clean your desk. Spring <laughs> clean your desk. That is a good idea. Uh, Adam, Catherine and Sam, thank you so much for joining us for Kenny Chatables uh, this time. Um, it's just, it, it's a great time to do some spring cleaning and as usual, it's been a, just a joy to talk to you all, and I've learned so much. So um, that's the idea of uh, this podcast. So thank you very much. And, of course, all the info you can find and all the, the ways to connect with um, the Canny Group are in uh, in the show notes. And even if, I've got to say to you, even if you, you're not a client of the Canny Group or, or, you know, you go to somebody else, this is all still just great advice. So we really appreciate it, guys. Have a great springtime and we'll catch you at the next Candy Chatterbox. Thanks, Thanks Roxy. Roxy.